Welcome to the 5G Use Cases for the DoD podcast series, part four on augmented reality and virtual reality training hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. The Department of Defense must maintain a high level of training and readiness, both in garrison and in the field. And one way to help maintain such readiness is by leveraging augmented reality and virtual reality training technologies. With AR and VR technology, the DOD workforce can be better connected for training, maintenance, and more with the help of 5G. And today we're speaking with Jad Muntasser, who is the 5G product manager for public sector with Verizon, and Kelly Malone, who is the chief customer officer with Tactile, who will discuss how AR and VR training using 5G will help drive the DOD forward. And Jad and Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Matt. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Yeah, it's great to have you both. And let's start at the top and talk about challenges. So what are some of the challenges that the DOD experiences with respect to training today? And we'll start with Jad on that one. There are some significant challenges that the DOD faces, but it's also challenges that most people face in the sense of understanding the different types of learners that you are dealing with. You know, the current military use of paper manuals or PowerPoints really leans towards a certain type of learner and the ability to adapt augmented reality to allow different types of learners to use the same technology to get the information onboarded in a fashion that's easiest for them to understand. So those that need to learn with hands-on are able to be directed through the AR headset and be able to touch those things that make them understand the concepts better. Those that use a PowerPoint actually can stand there and access documents, PowerPoints, and go through those processes that best suit their learning style as well. So it's a challenge that I believe Tactile and their software and their approach using augmented reality will help solve for the DOD and other use cases in public sector as well. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. Kelly would love your take on some of the challenges that the DOD experiences with regards to training. Yeah, well, echo what Chad mentioned, just in the fact that DOD is still highly paper-based, and so that has limitations both in terms of how people learn and how they access information, but also just in terms of the flow of data and information. On top of that, the DOD workforce is highly transient, and so a lot of these folks, they get into a role and they have two to three years in a particular position or, you know, at a particular location to hone their skills and then they're off onto the next thing. And so this really puts a lot of pressure on having the skilled labor available and that knowledge kind of captured and made available to address the issues and challenges that are needed at any given time, you know, to basically to ensure operational readiness. Of course, The lack of these skills and availability introduces human error and the DOD human error can not just, you know, cost dollars on equipment, but it also has the chance to have cost of lives and things like that. So it's highly critical that these folks, this workforce gets the training that they need in a optimal and an efficient manner. All right. Great. Thanks, Kelly. No, let's stick with you if you don't mind. Tell us, how did Tactile get started working with the government, especially with regards to AR and VR? Yeah, well, specifically in the DOD space, we started working with U.S. Air Force jet engine maintainers. 
And uh, actually, our first users that were utilizing the tool and giving us feedback were airmen stationed out at Yokota Air Base. And then we graduated from there. We started working with the U.S. Air Force's Aircraft Training Command, specifically at Shepard Air Force Base. We expanded a partnership with Booz Allen Hamilton that brought us into the Navy. And we've since done some work with Booz Allen and the U.S. Army, as well as directly with the U.S. Army on our own SIPR. So we've actually had a lot of great experience applying manifest and augmented reality, augmented work instructions, and remote assistance capabilities with a number of different maintainers and and organizations within the DOD. Excellent. Thanks, Kelly. Appreciate that background there. So how are these solutions powered by 5G? How do they help improve DOD workforce outcomes? And overall, is there better retention of information among the users? And we'll start with Jad on this one. Well, first of all, understanding what 5G brings to the table, and in this case, obviously, low latency and massive scale. Because now when we go back to understanding how learners work, if I task you to have individual tasks and then you're the only person on the job, well, once you understand those individual tasks, then problem solved. But in the DOD, there's rarely a time where it will be just one individual. Uh, the smallest unit is usually two people, and you know it works up into, obviously, teams and platoon, depending on your branch of service. But this is a team environment. So low latency and massive scale allows for not only you to work on your individual tasks, but how do we integrate your individual tasks into team tasks, into larger unit tasks. So it allows for multiple operators to not only work their individual tasks, but their team tasks as well. And through the ability to communicate as well through these headsets, it increases communications, it increases effectiveness on the battlefield and increases teamwork. And, you know, when you have to apply your individual tasks in a team environment, it reinforces the things that people are relying on you to know very well as your subject matter expertise. So to be able to train multiple people on this system, definitely make sure that the information is better retained for those end users. All right, great. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate those insights. Kelly, like your take on this. Yeah, well, I think that one of the areas where we're seeing some improved outcomes is this technology enables, it really provides a force multiplier for DOD. It permits those highly skilled folks to be able to amplify their knowledge across the organization, but also then they can focus on solving the harder problems and using augmented work instructions and tools like Manifest for the less skilled or underskilled folks to be able to perform complex tasks and procedures and to do it in a safe and effective way. When we were working with the Air Force, they did a study that showed that for the lower skilled workers, they actually saw errors reduced to zero, you know, commensurate with what their most highly skilled workers' results were in performing the same tasks and functions. So I see that as one of the key areas where we're seeing some really great outcomes. The other area is that 5G is definitely enhancing the ability to for these folks to collaborate, and they don't 
much along the lines of what Jad mentioned, you know, teams being able to execute tasks, but also making data information and communication happen in a much broader area that those folks don't have to be co-located. You can reach out to an expert that, you know, m might be in a completely different location, but effectively have them supporting you as if they're there with you. You know, they, with a augmented reality device, they can see what the operator is seeing and they can even interact with their environment and they can see that in a very high fidelity, you know, low latency way. So I think that's another area that 5G is really contributing and going to accelerate operational readiness throughout defense. I think another important thing that sometimes can be missed is the ability of TACCOM and this software to bridge the language barriers. So a lot of the work in the military is training coalition partners, whether overseas or here in the United States, and having the ability to visualize the tasks that need to be done in a way that's understandable, regardless in pictures and graphics and video. And even if you need, let's say you're working with coalition partners that only speak Spanish, your ability, one, to have a translator on the network, but also your ability to pull up the training documents in Spanish and allow that coalition partner to train in their language or really not needing a language using the visual software that tactile produces is easy to understand i think is a great benefit again building teamwork and partnerships across countries okay awesome great insights there and let's talk about usage throughout the dod so how can ar and vr training technologies especially using 5g be used throughout the dod and we'll start with kelly on that yeah, there are a number of really great use cases for this technology. You know, we can start with classroom training and, you know, making the environment that those operators, maintainers, those servicemen are going to be experiencing available to them in a safe but more realistic scenario and environment by using ARVR. We can take things like augmented work instructions that were captured over the top of real world equipment and in the classroom, they can see these step-by-step -step overlays on top of digital twins, you know, for example, and gives them the context. It gives them, they can see how the task is performed on the real thing before they even get out there. But then in operations and when they're actually in front of that equipment, they can follow those same step-by-step -step instructions over the top of the real-world object. And so they have access to the data if they need it, or if they feel that they have the skills, or they, you know, they, then they can proceed with that task and only reference the materials when they need it. But being able to bring those, not just videos and pictures and augmented work over the top of that equipment, but also the reference material that's necessary, those training manuals and technical orders, being able to display those in a heads-up, hands-free view is really helpful for them. And then the ability to do things like inspections and fault identification and fault resolution is another really critical area. And not just the ability to perform those and to capture evidence, such as pictures and videos from the augmented reality device, but then also the digital transformation that occurs when you can take that data and you can route it to the other systems of record, which, you know, oftentimes historically, and even in many cases today, is run around on a piece of paper. You know, now you can 
digitally transfer that data and you can add much more relevant information to it, such as pictures, videos, and even digital representations of highlights like digital ink and overlays like that. And so it really enhances both the training and the operational execution, but also the associated data and accountability and auditability that uh, you know, it is increasingly important in this environment. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. Chad, we'll pass it over to you. You know, Kelly and Tactile focus on the augmented reality portion of, of this you know, technology, but I'd like to just take it a little bit higher and talk about the benefits of virtual reality and obviously virtual reality on 5G. Again, the low latency and the massive scale. Again, when we go to understanding the learner, we need to, to have those individual tasks learned, but we also need to have them learned under stress. Anybody, we used to say, can do a task on a sunny day when it's 85 degrees out. It's when it's, you're under stress, you have an adrenaline dump, and now you've lost your fine motor skills, you're dealing with tunnel vision and auditory exclusion, all those physiological effects that happen to someone under stress. And for the customers that we're serving in the Department of Defense and the public safety, public sector space, you know, that's where they work at the tip of the spear in austere conditions. So where virtual reality pays off is if you haven't been in a virtual reality headset, I highly recommend it because it is an experience. I was skeptical at first and then Verizon Media, uh, specifically a company called Riot, produced a virtual reality 360 video about a young man who was shot by a sniper in Iraq. And they put you in the scene the day he was shot. And as a former medic, when the shot started to ring out, I really felt those same feelings that I had when I was overseas. So I understood the power of that. So what do we want to do is we want to be able to put those trainees, those operators that are going to be under stress in these virtual reality environments and put those stressors on them, allow them to work the tasks that the individual and team tasks together under stress. And then if you have uh, training issues, you can literally come off the headsets, have an immediate debrief, start the training cycle over and work those issues. The same thing, it's a great example in, in public safety. For me to train firefighters and set a building on fire and put them inside, it's, you know, it's a high risk training event that's going to cost a lot of money and we're basically going to burn down one building and that's it until next year's budget. With your ability to use virtual reality, well, you can burn, you know, 500 buildings in a day. You know, you can reset at any time. You can still use that high intensity virtual reality environment to make sure that your end users are, you know, learning the tasks that are going to keep them and the people around them alive. You save on budget because you can still do these, these high intensity trainings uh, without literally burning your budget up in front of your eyes. So the future is definitely an augmented and virtual reality as far as training it. It will never take the place of the real world, but what it will do is it will bring people up to the point where they can deal with those situations much better, much faster, had they never been exposed to those stress inoculators during training. Wow. Great insights there. Yeah. From both you and Jad, that's pretty cool to really hear exactly what it's like with these training, uh, AR and VR training 
what it what it actually is like. And you did touch upon the future a little bit here, and it, this is perfect timing because we're coming up on our last question, which is future focus. So, how do you see this five G connected technology helping to shape the future of DoD training overall? And you know what, Jad, we'll stick with you on this one. I grew up on Atari, and those days are long gone, <laughs> right? So it's just like what we're seeing today as it progresses that are joining the military today and will retire in 20 years, what they'll see in 20 years is going to be completely next level with all the graphics upgrades and the computing upgrades and the technology upgrades and the speed upgrades that are going to happen. You know, you're going to have more people able to do more realistic training and get them closer to those things that they'll deal with in reality much faster. Awesome. Kelly, what's your future vision here about how this technology will shape uh, DOD training? Well, like Jad, I also grew up on Atari, but, you know, and I think increasingly what we're seeing is we're seeing, you know, all of the workforce coming into DOD, these are digital natives. They have an expectation uh, and they basically they have an inherent skill set and the ability to use digital tools to digest data in that way. And, um, and, they're ready to adopt this type of technology. And what that's going to mean is it's going to mean they spend less time in a classroom and more time in the field, more time practically applying their skills and capabilities um, and, and in a secure uh, way, you know, through this, through this connectivity of 5G and the edge compute capabilities that uh, take advantage of that in addition to these AR, VR applications uh, and solutions. So. Uh, I, I think that's um, probably one of the key areas that will, you know, where we'll see the future being shaped by this tech. Great, Kelly. And along those lines, how do you see AR and VR training with 5G? How do you see that versus using Wi-Fi, for example? Yeah, well, in DoD in particular, you know, a, a lot of the training exercises and the operations are happening over a, a, a broad area. You know, we're not just talking about in building or uh, you know in in camp, they're 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 doing these exercises over a large area of influence, and so 5G becomes really critical there, and it, it also provides a high level of security, and they can even you know through network slicing provide dedicated availability for critical functions, and uh, all of this of course is is something that can be easily managed with 5G, and I think that that's a big differentiator for 5G versus Wi-Fi. Excellent. And this concludes 5G Use Cases for the DoD podcast series, part four on augmented reality and virtual reality training. We're Jad Muntasser, the 5G product manager for public sector with Verizon, and Kelly Malone, chief customer officer with Tactile, discussed how AR and VR training using 5G will help really to drive the DoD forward and much more. And Jad and Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you very much.